The Redneck Tech Podcast is brought to you by Mike'sArchery.com. They're a one-stop shop for virtually everything archery, bow hunting, and for your next outdoor adventure. Mike's Archery has been at the top of the archery game for over 50 years, and they want to give listeners of the Redneck Tech Podcast 10% off their entire online store using the code REDNECK10, all one word. Just put the code in before you check out, and your boys will hook you up. The guys at Mike's have always been good to us, and now they can be good to you too. Visit mikesarchery.com and get your gear now. Right here, right here, right here. Yeah. You want it? Yeah. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? We are on the Redneck Tech Podcast. This is episode 132, and we have the Lauren Brady, the Lauren Brady, in our uh, studio today. And for those of you that don't know Lauren, she was, we first met her through um, Rolling Thunder Game Calls and Spencer Halford last year. Um, He sent some of his crew to come to the class, uh, the Redneck Tech Podcast production class. This was last August? Yeah, mm-hmm. last August because I had a Snapchat memory that came up. Oh, nice! So that was v- virtually almost perfectly a year ago. Yeah. Um, she came to the class we had never met before. We all hit it off, had a great time. She learned mm-hmm. nothing from the class. <laughs> um, and, that is not true. <laughs> and then we, uh, what, seven, eight months later, nine months later, yeah, we found a way to work with each other. So Lauren is working on social media for some of the brands that we work with. She's also managing. The Copeland Creative um, Instagram, just because terrible at it, <laughs> and um, it was it made sense for us to have somebody that we have tons and tons and tons of really great content, but like a stupid amount of content. But we a don't very stupid. <laughs> but we don't we don't know the best way or have the time or the the foresight or the thought to post and be purposeful with our posts and things like that and. And essentially, you know, we've talked about this before. We use social media, and we're going to get into this a little bit. We use social media as a way to essentially showcase what we do um, and what we're capable of and the people we work with and that kind of thing. So we don't use it as what some people might use it for is, like, keep friends updated or try and get free stuff. Um, We use it as literally just a resume for kind of the stuff that we do and the people we work with. So we were doing an okay job. Um, we needed somebody to do a better than an okay job. So that's why Lauren is doing that. And she's also working with a couple other brands and people. And then she's got some on her own that she does as well too. So she is now off on her own just doing social media and photography and videography. So she's kind of doing a lot of what you guys that come to the class wanted to do, she is now doing. So that's awesome. And um, 100% of the credit goes to us. <laughs> uh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, code Redneck 10. Code Redneck 10. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, ha- uh, I'm I'm half challenging Clay to see who can get the most redneck tens. Oh God! <laughs> in a, in an All right, so you've got what two now? Are we keeping up? Or is, is it kind of like oh, the challenge? I get, I get one every time automatically because it's my voice at the beginning. Oh, so that's two for Ryer. So is this like that's the challenge? Two redneck tens. Oh, three redneck tens. <laughs> okay, four shut redneck up. tens. Dude, all right, it's getting ridiculous. You're now. disqualified. <laughs> so it's kind of like the. Did you ever play the the game where you go to um, Chick Fil A and see how many times they can get them to say my pleasure? Um, my pleasure? <laughs> I'm thinking more about the meow game from Super Troopers. Meow, yeah. Meow, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right, meow. Yeah. So. Meow. um... 
I want Lauren to introduce herself. She also has a podcast, so I want her to introduce herself because I, I introduced her as far as we know her. We know she's a big waterfowler. She's from Mississippi, but I want her to introduce herself. Yeah, so I'm Lauren Brady. A lot of people call me LB. LB. That name, it actually kind of got started in middle school basketball. Okay. And it just stuck. I mean, I thought I'd lose it in college, and it kept on. So. Rolls off the tongue, though. LB, what's up? Yeah, you know, just LB. You must have bulldozed people on the basketball court like a linebacker. I mean, where um, that came from. absolutely. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cool with that. Um, I'm from small town Mississippi, North Mississippi, kind of Memphis area. Grew up in the outdoors. Mm-hmm. My dad used to take me deer hunting all the time. We ran deer dogs. Oh, nice. I have never done that. It is crazy. It's different. It's it's fun, and you get to laugh and ride around in a truck. Mm-hmm. And I did that till I was probably in my teens. It's a lot like waterfowling. It's a social event. It is. It is. And I think that's why I enjoyed that and that why I enjoy waterfowl hunting so much. Yeah. That kind of community aspect of it. Then I got into duck hunting and was ate up and <clears throat> went off to college, went to Mississippi State, graduated from there, got a, a Bachelor of Arts in Communication with minors in Marketing, Public Relations, and Broadcasting. Nice. Yeah, well, a lot of school. Like, I was about to say, it sounds like an overachiever. I mean, a little well, bit. You <laughs> and, don't look at me, Ryan. Yeah, you and Clay are like BFFs. <laughs> I'm just got, saying, y'all should compare to Well, Chris. he's got 14 degrees, and he doesn't use any of them, so. <laughs> yeah, he's not doing anything with his accounting degree. He told me you he have an accounting g- degree, Clay? Accounting, digital media, marketing, and then I just graduated marketing. Wow. So yeah, he should do your taxes. He thought he was getting <laughs> Thank a, you. I think he thought he was getting a raise from that. But. <laughs> I have a degree in the school of hard knocks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, of the people that have degrees, well, I guess you you actually are using yours. Clay's a little bit, and I'm not. I mean, not really. Listen, mine. <laughs> <laughs> You're all that money you saved. Hell yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so you went off on your own about how long ago? I would say February. February, I kind of was like, my life has been so caught up in the hunting industry, and I love the hunting industry. I love working in it. And I'm the, starting to not love it, but go ahead. Well, that's just right now. <laughs> <laughs> when you get back in a tree stand, we'll talk. Oh, yeah. We'll see. <laughs> that's right. And I just realized that my knowledge and everything that I've learned and my networking and communication skills could be outside of the hunting industry. I want industry. you to look. I want you to just look, though, what you just said. <laughs> What was my next line item? Networking. <laughs> that's that's how you do it, guys and girls. <laughs> like, I didn't even prompt her, and she said networking, because that's exactly what I want to talk about. Cause Bro, is that's, this Inception? It kind of is, because <laughs> I, I can't put a value. I, I can't speak enough about networking and how important it is and how far it's gotten me in this business honestly not knowing what I'm doing most of the time. Right. Just becoming friends with people, talking to people, getting to know them, inviting them to go do this, inviting them to go hunt and take them to lunch, hang out, you know. And, and lunch is a great one. Yeah. I love a lunch. Speaking <laughs> lunch speaking is of. One of my top three meals of the day. Oh, 100%. <laughs> God dang. <laughs> that just, might be the stupidest thing you've ever said. <laughs> well, but also, 100% the smartest. So how 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 important 
and we can all chime in on this, but I want obviously Lauren to answer first. How important has networking been just since February from you? Everything. I yeah. mean, I have, I've, I've. What, what is happening? <laughs> They're killing me. I can turn Clay. their mics off and we can. <laughs> <laughs> no, Clay. Clay. <laughs> Clay whispered in my ear. He goes, bro, look how big my calves look. <laughs> oh so everybody, God. if you watch this live, please say, nice calves, Clay. God bless America. With like, with the, like the lifting emoji. <laughs> That'll make him feel so good. Uh, That's a good one. Anyway. So nice how, calves, how important how has networking been, not only in just your you know, short career doing this, but how important has it been just like since you went on your own? It's been a lot, especially because I've realized how hard it is to do it on your own. Oh, yeah. You know, I do have a lot to thank to Spencer Halford for opening the door for me when I came out of college and he actually called me and said, Lauren, would you like to come work for me? And I was like, doing what? You (laughs) want me? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so he did open that door and Southern Prairie Outfitters as well. And I have them to thank for a lot, but I realized that my knowledge could help so many other companies outside of the hunting industry. Yeah, for sure. And I wanted to spread my wings, and I knew that, but it was hard to figure out how to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I just remember making email. I mean, I probably yeah, but, sent. But see, you were in the hunting industry, but you were just really in the waterfowl section. Like yes. You were, you were yes. just in one subsection of the hunting industry where, I guess, if you were to put us in, if we were to, you know, determine where we were, we'd probably be in the whitetail, western, big game turkey world whereas like waterfowl would be kind of our weakest point right and then uh, obviously fishing would be you know in there too so you were even you know a smaller subset than what we would consider our strengths too so now like now working with us you've got to jump over to the whitetail sides (laughs) and the western sides and the rving side and um and just that you've kind of because i know you talked to me about how you you're like i need to learn now how the off-roading world works. The yes. sand dunes work because you're doing stuff with Rolly White right. and Rambo bikes and things like that. And you're like, this is all new to you, which I almost sometimes find as a strength because you know the right questions to, or you, you don't take for granted the things you don't know. Like Absolutely. a lot of times I'll go into something like, well, I know that, I know that, I know that. I don't ask those questions. But when somebody comes new comes in, they're like, hey, why'd you do that? And then I stand back and think about it. It's second nature to me, but my viewer or my audience might not know the answer to that. And I take those things for granted. Yeah. So I think that's a strength a lot of times. Well, thank you. And it's just kind of, you know, a lot of learning is watching and listening. Mm-hmm. I've always been taught that and tried to embody that. But then it's there's a whole nother side of it where it's like, okay, I watched, I listened, but I still don't understand. Mm-hmm. You know, so then you have to ask those questions. Who are these people? What do they do? How do they do this? How can I help them? Mm-hmm. That was a big thing for me too, especially going out on my own. Was that it wasn't just about me. It was, hey, I want to work with this company so this company can grow. Mm-hmm. I see that in y'all, you know, and I knew that when we talked, I was like, okay, Copeland is spreading their wings and jumping mm-hmm. out of the nest. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to help that flight. Well, not even us. is like, I look at it even a little more granular than that is you not looking at how I can help companies grow, but I try and view things as people. Like when I think, I don't think of people, you know, the people we work with as companies, I think of like, how can we help Greg? Yeah. How can we help Dudley? How can we help Brock? How can we help, you know, 
whoever, you know, yeah. whoever that person is. Because if you help them, obviously that's helping their company. And you, I mean, I try and simplify it because you know this the old, the old adage was it kiss, keep it simple, stupid. You know, I, I live by that. Yeah. You know, there's so many ways that like if I can just help, if I can help you, then that helps the company, helps the brand, helps everything Absolutely. else. Absolutely. And I'm much better at people than I am at companies. Oh yeah. So. Well, because behind every company is a person. Oh, 100%. Well, you think yeah. about it. You sit here in the office and, like, you'll get an email from Dudley and you'll be like, hey, Ryer, Dudley needs this. It's mm-hmm. never, hey, Huntmasters needs this or Knock, Knock On, on yeah. needs this or Really Wide. It's always, like, we always yeah. we always associate them with, like, because yeah. they're more, like, friends. Well, and we, yeah, and we're so and we're so, such good friends with all of them. You know, I don't think, you know, and that's I, and kind of going back to what the New York guys get said and whether they're happy that we weren't professional. And I kind of, I kind of, and in this business, that's almost a strength is like being one of the guys. Cause I mean, I've been in some camps where everybody at least seemed button up and yeah. I was like, this is not a fun camp. Yeah. I don't care about coming back to this camp. <laughs> Whereas you go to the other ones that they're just crazy nuts. And like, it's, it makes it a little harder to function in those societies or those camps. But the pro, the, Content you get out of them is always better. Yeah. You know, and, 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 it's, it, and you get to know people better. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. Being relatable. I mean, that's the first thing I felt with all three of you when I was here last year, was just how relatable you were to each question I had, each topic we joked about, what mm-hmm. we talked about, you know, and that goes a long way. If you yeah. can relate to anybody, guys from New York, yeah. while you're in Georgia. Yeah. Well, you can continue to talk nice about us. That's okay. <laughs> 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 um, so anyway, so not only are you doing social media stuff, you also do some photography and photo shoots on the side, and you're also going to be in Canada for however long filming this fall, yes. right? Yes. And Caleb, I have probably redone six websites this summer. Nice. <laughs> oh, you can nice. have that. Yeah. Oh, I've done yeah. some websites and I'm not a fan. What was that? River left us. Oh, River Did he left really? us. <laughs> I was just checking. I, oh, I yeah, saw he's him over there. Around. Yeah, I was just looking at he got he tired of the light. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's back there in the shadows. I didn't even oh, notice. Like, I'm oh, looking at him. Me. Here he comes <laughs> back. Hey, look, here's the here's the real star, guys. If you're on the live, <laughs> hey, buddy. there he is. Y'all see him? Hey, no. yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. Lick on those nasty calves of clay's. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so photography and. Videography. So you're working and doing video for who this fall? Southern Prairie Outfitters. Southern Prairie, okay. Yes. We run hunts in Alberta, Canada. Mm-hmm. Be up there for two months, and then we'll come home and guide in Arkansas. Okay. So they're in Alberta and Arkansas? Yep. Got a lodge in both places. So okay. all-inclusive, get so, your meals. So what's the goal of that trip when you're filming? Just to get content or to do a series or to We do are doing a series and... This year, I wanted a lot of our... Austin Boyd has done our series the past Mm -hmm. two years. Yes, two years. Austin's phenomenal. Y'all met Austin last Mm -hmm. year. He's done a great job. And this year, I really... For Southern Prairie, each episode is going to be a little bit longer. We wanted it really story-based, that each episode's going to have a story and a purpose. You know, Mm -hmm. there's a lot to hunting and killing, but we really want... There's a story behind it. There's mm-hmm. a whole reason behind Southern Prairie and why Paul and Jed started this. We want to tell that in each episode. So that's kind of the goal for our series. And we're going to do some short clips, too. Okay. You've done a lot of pre-production planning for it? 
I have. You have? <laughs> okay. We're, suppo- we're at least somebody supposed to has. over that. At, we at are when we get done with Oh, this. we are? Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, I didn't we, know that part. At some point, we do have to do real work. Oh, yeah. okay. All right, well, good. I didn't know that. Um, so, photography, what are you doing there? So, we also, our episodes are sponsored. Um, Yeti, Benelli, Gator Waiters, Lucky Duck Premium Decoys. Let's see if I get this right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm missing. Rob Roberts, Custom and Converse. <laughs> he's just, he's just living his best hey. life. And... Um, who did I forget? Anyways, so we have a bunch of sponsors, yep. and we provide them with content. So that's mm-hmm. as far as my photos go, will be social media marketing and a lot of content for our sponsors. Okay. The sound two, the first two sound important. They, I heard they like to pay. Yeah. Yeti well, and who, who, so who's managing that side of things? Are you managing that too? I am. Very good. Okay. <laughs> so you're uh, you're kind of doing it all, huh? Got my hands in a couple different baskets. I like it. Good. Well, that but that all that does is create more experience and it makes exactly. you more valuable to a lot of people. That's very cool. Um, would, you just got back from Nashville doing a shoot too, didn't you? Yeah. What was that? Dog kennel. Oh yeah, you told yeah. me that dog kennel. So like, is that a website that you built too this year? Yes, I did build his. It's a little bit smaller. He just kind of wanted his mission and what he does on his website. Um, Kind of one of my most proud ones is a guy named Chris Huckabee. Mm-hmm. He has Huck Outdoors. He's from Monroe, Louisiana. A little shout out to Chris. Um, he's apparel, shirts, hats, all for hunting lifestyle outdoors. Mm-hmm. Redid his website for him, and Chris, it was it was a pain. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you heard this. I hope you heard those. Every dime you paid me went to good use. Yes, yes. But I was very proud of it. Yeah, I was, and I was sure. glad. And he loves it, and his sales are doing great. Awesome. So, yeah, it that's, was a good one. See, that's what it's about, though. Yeah. Like, you put a ton of work into it. Like, that's the same thing with us. Like, we'll do a video or a series or something. It's like, oh, my gosh, this is such a pain. This is taking forever <laughs> and changes and this and that, and sponsor obligations. And then somebody that you you wouldn't expect it's like hey man i watched the show the other night and saw your name in it and it was really good and it's like okay i guess it, <laughs> i guess we'll do another one you know that kind of thing yeah. it's like it makes it all worth it uh i say that i don't know there's some times that it's still i don't know if it's worth it or not there's been some weird times here lately man Whew, it's been a wild ride for the last what three months four months yeah, because I guess I'd been asking Ryer some questions, and he was like, let me get back to you. I'm in editing hell. Yeah, and, 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 like, he, and he <laughs> absolutely has been. Um, and I've been in management hell, and Clay's, Clay's kind of been in, in editing hell as well. Not to the scale of Ryer's, but. Well, you've been, yeah. But, I mean, it's just. You've mine's been, your toes mine's been hurry up and wait for a month well, and it's a half. Been pro- it's been open-ending, feels like never-ending projects. Right. That there's always these loose ends that never get tied up. And you feel like you get one tied up and another one's loose somewhere else. And you got to go find it and track it down and redo things 13 times. But, hey, that's video and that's That's why y'all are as good as you are. Well... Although, <laughs> doing, with every change, I lose confidence in how good I am. <laughs> if, we could, if we could get more clients to do that Zoom thing like yeah. Josh did today, you know how much time we could save? What was it? So what did, what so was, yeah, I did was, you share your screen? I yeah, was kinda so listening. I was on Zoom, and basically I just shared my screen, and I was doing a bunch of videos for Hunt Stand, and Josh knows enough about editing so that he... Well, that's the problem. He knows enough about editing. Most of our clients don't. Well, yeah, so I was able to show, I was playing the videos for Josh in Premiere, 
so he could see the playback screen and the timeline so he could see exactly what room I had to work with so he knew if something was possible or not. And he's like, here, cut this, cut this, slide this over here, match those two up. And it saved me having to export five videos, upload five videos, send them links. And, I mean, I already had Premiere open. So, I mean, if that's something we could do more of in the future. Basically, it sounds like a virtual virtual version of, like, what – a lot of Hollywood editors do. Your, with mic's, having your mic's too far from your mouth. Sorry. It's like a, it's almost like a live Vimeo. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, a lot of part of the editorial workflow for a lot of Hollywood films is like having the director in the editing suite. Mm-hmm. And it's almost they kind of work together on it. So it sounds like that's almost a, a virtual version of that. I mean, you think about it, you to. do a 24 minute episode TV episode. How long does it take you to export that? That's what I was about to ask. 15, <laughs> 15 20 minutes to export. Then it takes. Another fifteen to upload, so then another and fifteen to optimize. Yeah, so You're I got, you got to wait there forty five minutes before you can send the email and say, "Hey, here's the." Then they've got to watch it, thing. which is thirty minutes. Then they got to type up a thing. That's another thirty minutes. Three you're looking hours. three, three hours. four hours yeah. every Before single change, half, half a day, and that's yeah. if you're sitting Ugh. there waiting on every one of them. Exactly. Yeah, it's a it's a it's it's a huge time suck, and I think that's the part that, in terms of what we do, is. And I haven't figured out the best way of doing this is like when you get a new client or you get a client in the final stages of an edit, how to educate them on, okay, here is the process because that one tiny thing you want changed, yes, we can change it. But that that one change affects all of these things. And it takes this long because I have to do the finishing yeah. process all over. So right. it's it's... And it's hard because now you get into TV shows where we have the drone footage and, you know, Osmos and things like that that are highly compressed and then they don't get rendered and then the final goes out and it looks like crap in the final. But if we don't, and if that's another thing, if you don't watch it through before you send it, that's another 30 minutes. I mean, you're four hours. Or you you have yeah. an export and the export glitches and they're like, hey, it's perfect, but there's this export glitch. Go mm-hmm. redo it. Yeah. <laughs> and websites are the same way because websites are all link-based. Yeah. So, I mean, you change one thing in a website and everything else gets messed up. Yeah, so yeah. it's <laughs> it's just a... Yeah, I wish there was an easier way to send reviews that you could do it before the render process. Yeah. yeah. If you could send reviews without having to render and upload, it would dramatically cut down the <laughs> workflow. <laughs> dramatically. Donkey, we were sitting there, and Donkey's like, dude, you must have, like, the most beefy computer ever because your stuff plays so smooth. And I was like, no, I was just rendering the files. He's like... What is rendering? <laughs> oh, and no. he screen shared his thing. He had a 42-minute timeline, and the entire thing was red. And oh. it, it wouldn't play. I'm like, I'm like, hey, player, hit R. What's and he hits R, and he goes, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. What, he should have checked his sequence settings. It shouldn't have been red. I've had it. It'll be red if you're really trying to do something crazy with it. Yeah. My, like, something will be red if I'm editing it on my laptop that maybe won't be on my desktop just because of the, the power, laptop. The power like, of the commuter. Yeah. No, sir. No, sir. <laughs> no, sir. Not today. <laughs> what you're asking me to do, I cannot. <laughs> Nor will I. So you're going to have to render first. So getting back to uh, content and content creation. So what is some of the stuff that you like to watch? Like what's the, what's the content, your go-to thing? What do you, Ooh. What do you like to? That's you, your I, new favorite question. I do. I like, cause you, I like to know. That question. I like to know what people yeah. like to watch because I like to know what, how to, you know, what's working and what's not, you know? Yeah. You know, Caleb, I don't think there's one specific thing I like to watch because as a creative, I try to watch everything so yeah. I can, you know, pull different ideas and say, I like this, I don't like this. Okay, what do you like then? 
I like a I like a story. Mm-hmm. I want it to have a purpose behind it, especially in hunting videos. I think, you know, we get so much everyone's filming now. Yeah. They are. Everyone is filming their hunts. It seems like that anyway. Right. It seems like it anyway. So now I think there's so much more to a story behind a hunt. You know, like today Ryer was editing the bonus or the promo promo clip. Yeah. And I knew exactly what that, obviously that's the point of a promo, mm-hmm. but I knew what that episode was going to be about. And I was like, okay, this dear Lucky, I'm here mm-hmm. for it. I mm-hmm. want to know what happens. Mm-hmm. So I like that little aspect Joke's of it. On her. Oh, it's, it's Put a little switcheroo on there. Oh. oh. Yeah. Yeah, you really got to watch it. Which the bathroom came back, changed it on me. Yeah. <laughs> but oh. I think, um, I mean, I love drone footage. Yeah. I do. Well, what's it, what about just the perspective? I think so because, you know, obviously the whole point of us picking up a camera is to capture moments and look back on that. And that's from our perspective. But even from a drone, like, you're still not up there. Yeah. You know, I that like bird's that. Eye, yeah. Being a waterfowl, that bird's yeah, eye I view, guess. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I mean, I like drone foot. I like drone footage, but it's just like. And we've talked about this before, but it's just like anything else. It's like time lapses. It's like sliders. It's like slow motion. Exactly. It can be overused. Yes. It can be, you can be beat to death with drone after drone. After. I think it's. The same, I it's, feel the same it, way about time lapses. Yeah. It needs to be a tool in the arsenal. The, the storytelling has to come back to dialogue and what that story is and the, and the shots that tell that story the best. And then using the drone and the time lapses and the right. slow motion, which we usually use, we don't use slow motion much at all for the stuff that we're using anymore, just because it you watch any kind of really well produced piece of content, whether that's Netflix or whether that's Hulu, whether regardless, there's very little, if ever. High speed footage, yeah, um, because that's a lot of a lot of people use it as a crutch, um, and it it is pretty. Everything's cooler in slow motion. I mean, I get it, but uh, it's like anything else. Like drone footage is really cool when it's used correctly. I hundred percent right. agree with that. Which I mean, you take Netflix, Hulu, like you said, there's not a ton of drone footage mm-hmm. in all those shows. I mean, maybe a couple of clips, yeah. but nothing, yeah, crazy. And they're used as establishing shots or transitions. That's yep. what they're used for. And that's what we try and use them for is transitions. And we do, like, Hunt Masters is a really good example. Like, you know, drone footage is usually used for transitions and establishing shots. And that's, I think that's their best, their easiest and simplest usage um, and where they're most effective. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like you said, it's storytelling comes down to doing a good job of getting that dialogue, producing that dialogue, and getting it to where you can, and as a producer behind the camera, you know, you have enough editing knowledge. You're like, okay, I know I need this. I need this. I need this. Now, how do I get from there to there? Right. You know, how do I get from the truck to the blind? How do I get from the blind back to camp? How do I get from camp to the next morning? How do I get from this week to the next week? You know, what shots subconsciously tell my viewer to get me there? Right. And it's it's not hard. It's not rocket science. But it's that, like, the planning process. you got to plan that out. Like, I know we're going from Alberta to Arkansas. How am I going to get us from Alberta to Arkansas? Right. And, and what's, show the viewer that. And show the viewer that. So, uh, yeah. So, where are you finding your inspiration lately? What have you watched? Wow. I... So, you're not like me. You don't have notes on notes on notes. <laughs> Blue stem. <laughs> nobody, nobody has that except for you, Kate. Yeah, no. You're the notes in this person I've ever met. Hey, man. My I don't notes forget. Are, I guess my notes are more 
what I want to use. I guess I haven't taken notes from other people. Kind of have, kind of haven't. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I haven't, like, oh, I watched this movie on Netflix. I liked this, this, and this. Mm. But I did take, you know, hey, I liked that shot and this view and kind of applied that to my plan, yeah. I guess, is the way I've used that. I did watch a really good movie on Netflix yesterday. What was it? On the old guard. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, and I've been, well, recently I've been really kind of war movies. Not that has anything to do with my yeah. production. Yeah, but you ever know. Yeah, I like the uh, theatrical aspect to it, I guess, and kind of the way it makes me feel. I think that's a lot to, you know, I was always taught you want to make the viewer feel a certain way. Yeah. And you have to portray that a certain way. In mm. order to do that, how do you do that? And so I guess that's why the feeling that these war and crime movies have made me feel recently, I like them. So I don't know. I've been doing a lot of research on how do I want my viewers to feel and how do I portray that? Yeah. So what thing from a war movie made you, <laughs> made you like, what is something that you saw in a war movie and were like, I bet I could use that technique for my content. Like, what kind Ooh. of thing kind of sparks something where you're like, huh, I wonder Let if I should try that. Let me check my notes, Ryer. <laughs> yeah, check no. the notes. I would say um, a lot of the shot angles, you know, because I feel like especially with waterfowl, it's in the blind, behind the blind, and yes, you get those detailed different shots, but it's really watching, you know, how – it's a freaking crime scene. It's a war scene. Like yeah. they have to film that in a certain way. And I think just throwing around the ideas of like, okay, I need to do this differently. How can I do this differently? Yeah. So especially with this waterfowl season, I think that a lot of my shots are going to be, whether they're good or not, <laughs> they're going to be from a different angle you haven't seen. Obviously you're going to have the same shots behind the blind of birds because you got to have that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. But I think just something different is what I'm really trying to get after. Let's see what I wrote down, Ryan. I'm kind of interested to see your notes. I want to see notes. I like seeing what other people do. However, people take notes, I guess. Yeah, yeah. We should talk about that later. How to take notes since you two don't know how to organize your folders. What? No, Ryan. <laughs> no, 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 no. I know how to say that. Why did you say oh, that? Oh, no. <laughs> Right, Me? Not, I don't know how to organize my we're not what folders. About that right now. What folders are you talking next. about? No. Next. <laughs> next. I won't be next. thrown into the organization. Right? You know. You which s- number are you? And which not when next. which one to mute, mute here in a minute? Two. I'll yell into number somebody two. else's. <laughs> He's number two. Thank you, number two. Name that movie. Thank, Thank you, number two. That is um, Austin Powers. I don't remember which one. Number two. It's not the spy who shagged me. Which one is? Is it Gold Member? Okay. <laughs> he told See, you. I have seen things. You've seen four movies, Clay. I'm not going to forget about this. I need to know where my <sighs> where my downfalls are in the notes department. Thanks for listening to Redneck Tech Podcast. Mike's Archie, Mark's Archie, 10. Oh, I messed up. Wow. Redneck Tech Redneck Redneck 10. 10. 6. <laughs> <laughs> Catch up, bro. Slacking. <laughs> if this is a race, I've got you. You're, I'm the freeze. <laughs> not last night. <laughs> <laughs> Freeze got smoked last night. We went to the Braves game last night, and it was horrible. <laughs> Braves got the crap kicked out of them. It was terrible. It was real bad. Oh, yeah. It was the second, third inning, and they were already losing 11-1. to one. And Sims is like, 
what's going on? I'm like, we're getting cream, son. The good news is Ryer spent 45 oh, no. bucks and got two beers and a hot dog. Yeah, they, hit a, they hit a grand <laughs> slam. A hot dog. They hit a grand slam, a three-run home run, a solo home run. It was just a freaking bomb show from the, the Reds. It looks like watching me take batting practice. Oh. <laughs> comes from the guy who's never hit a ball out of the yard in his life. Yeah, what's your stat? Oh, bunting, hundred percent. What's oh. what's the stat? Uh, Tell it to everybody the that you're state, so proud of. State of Florida, 2014, Here. most bunts for hits in a single season. Wow! Thank you. That's not impressive. Thank you. That's not impressive. <laughs> That's like being the. So let me, see, let me see these notes. Okay. All right. Okay, so this is what I'm really excited about. So all for right, this, so you got it broken down, broken down my episode. Yes. Okay. Yes, because I want to have my dates so that I can edit and be done mm-hmm. and then go hunting mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah right. that's an expectation it's not gonna happen but with our first episode we're really gonna talk about the effect of not hunting in canada last year on all these outfitters Ooh, how like do you that. feel like that's gonna be like personally good or bad i think it's gonna be good because okay. there's so much that clients don't know you know We've lost hunters this year that don't want to go to Canada. Well, because of the vaccine stuff? That, and just don't want to go. They didn't want to roll their deposits over. But, mm-hmm. I mean, for Southern Prairie especially, this is how we put food on the table. Oh, yeah. I mean, this pays my bills. And so, mm. you know, there's we know outfitters personally that had to close doors and yeah. can't go to hunts anymore because they didn't go to, get to go to Canada. Yeah. And whether we talk about the vaccine or not, just, I don't want to talk about that. No, yet. absolutely not. But in the episode, whether we talk about yeah, oh, that yeah, yeah, or yeah, not, I'll get you. we're going to talk about, you know, just taking a year off from not going somewhere to guide and what yeah. that does to your business. I'm wanting to see what it does on the big game side, too, like the moose and the mule deer and the whitetails and like all of like it. Like what it does, like the population wise. Yeah. I mean, it, it, not having no pressure for a year. In Alberta. Yeah. yeah well, it's about, already been you know, stupid. Think, think about the Midwest and the whitetails. If they didn't get hunted for a year, what would happen? Jurassic and Park. Think about that times <laughs> ten in Alberta because there's like ten times less people. Yeah, be like, like be like the Lee and Tiffany of Alberta. You would think, you would think so. You would, hope. but I also thought Nebraska was going to be crazy good for turkeys this year because they didn't hunt them last year. Not good. Well, here's it was my, terrible. My question is like, did that give the people in Alberta and Canada a chance to just whack and stack? They don't hunt, dude. They oh. don't. Like, very few of them do. They don't care. They don't care about waterfowl. They care about do their canola and bush beer. That's what they care about. <laughs> and you know it ain't curs. No, so. that's bush. They drink bush. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Found that out. I'm a. Never mind. <laughs> I gotta say that. On so my yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of interested to see what that does for the board as well. You know, that's a. That I mean, this is unprecedented. This hasn't happened. Right. You know. I think it could be it could be crazy good, or I mean, I'm sure there's a way it could be bad too. I mean, it'll, who, it'll find that way. To yeah, be. who knows in this day and age? Like, no one knows. But anyway, yeah. yeah, I'm excited, and I think you know, and we talked like you just said, dialogue goes a long way, mm-hmm. and being able to ask those right questions that you get those right answers to tell that story. Is something that I'm going to really have to figure out and work on, you know, especially for the guys, like how to tell their side of the story because they're just jokesters. They just well, aren't most waterfowlers are right. <laughs> most oh, men the, are at least the well true. At least ones. In, I'm gonna have to get one of these for Ryer. Awesome. Put it <laughs> a shot collar. A shot collar. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Should call you back. <laughs> I'm, I'm quitting before I'm fired. <laughs> Like that. So let's go back to social media because I skipped over one of my things. So 
so you've been doing that for us and you've been doing that for some other companies. And obviously that's kind of your bread and butter for the most part. Yeah. So you were talking to us at lunchtime because I was going to post something today and you're like, no, I'll post that today. <laughs> and I was like, why? Were and you you're caught like, off well, guard when well, I said that? No, I wasn't. I mean, I, it, well, to be honest, I probably should have just asked you before I just said I was going to post something. <laughs> um, so we probably just, we probably just need to just like say, hey, here's a thing that we want posted at some oh. point in the near future. And then she could just. Dude, put it into the, <laughs> wherever it needs to fit. You, you have know? to tell her about our phone call with Brad on our way to. Oh, yeah, well, I'll tell her. Okay. Well, that I can tell her on the, yeah, I can tell her on the podcast because Brad ain't going to care. So, you know, the uh, the Black <laughs> Rifle trailer? Yes. So he calls me and he's like, hey, you know, I want to Speaking post. Speaking of which, if Brad's watching this, <laughs> this is that shirt. This is the taco shirt. So um, Brad calls and is like, hey, I want to I wanna try and post that. Um, how do I get that to my phone? <laughs> and I was like, I was like, well, he's like, can you text it to me? I'm like, it'll probably kill the quality if I text crap. it, but you can download it on a computer and get it to your phone. Or if you have a Mac, you can airdrop it, which is really the best way to do it. And you could tell on the phone, he's like, <laughs> you're speaking Greek to me, dude. Right. And I was like, I was like, and I think you piped up in the back yeah. and you're like, hey, or we could just. Tell us what you want to say, and we can get Lauren to do it since you're paying <laughs> us sure, to get her to do that. And he goes, that would be great. Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, just send me what you want it to say, and when you want it posted, and I'll, I'll, get, I'll get Lauren on it. And he goes, perfect. Thanks. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you so much. Talk to you later deuces <laughs> and that was it and it's like uh, he just he just he, he's been doing it himself or trying to manage somebody like in the office intermittently to do it himself for so long that he just like forgot to even think that like yeah. there's somebody here that to dedicated to do that for you yeah like so, you don't even have to worry about it you just yeah so we, he was really excited about that him and i send some text messages back and forth me yeah. asking some questions and like you said i'm there's a whole new world that yeah. i'm getting to know and I just ask questions all the time, and we had a little Facebook mishap, and he just finally said, Lauren, uh, I'm not technologically advanced. You're going to have to ask Joe. <laughs> <laughs> he, just, he stepped back from it, and I said, okay. <laughs> we got it figured out, and I sent him a text back. I said, got it. He said, perfect. Good, yeah, <laughs> and, that's, and that's Brad for sure. What you need to do is just say, hey, look, in order for me to really get a full understanding of the environment and the people that I <laughs> need to be marketing to, I got to go on a dunes trip. Yeah, I've already planned on yeah. trying to get her on yeah, a dunes trip. You got to yes. go on the dunes trip. You, uh, yeah, and drive and getting Brock Sandrail. Oh, <laughs> go on a there's when you go on a dunes trip, you got to go in Brad side by side. It's the reggae machine. Yeah, okay. And then you got to get in Brock Sandrail. I think That's he one sold step it. away. I what? think he sold it. Yeah. Oh, he did. He sold it to Hunter. Mm -hmm. But he's getting a new one. Oh, he oh. didn't <laughs> sell. He didn't sell it to get rid of it. Be he's scared to know what the new one's going to be. I'm if the excited. old one was 700 horsepower, what's the new one going to be? 701. No, it'll be 1,000 <laughs> plus. There was one guy. Because he couldn't get it to do the wheelies like he wanted, so he's going to get one that does the wheelies like he wanted. Yeah, he's, pro <laughs> he's probably now he's barking up the 800, 900. Yeah. Just stupid amounts of horsepower. But I'll it's basically one. Oh, I'm having it. I know you are. <laughs> you got to drive more than anybody's ever gotten to drive out there. Well. Well, <laughs> like you can tell I wasn't scared. <laughs> uh, that yeah, was no, a lot they, of fun, though. Yeah, they let me drive the. Uh, they let me drive one of the Can Ams. Yeah. So 
I'm hoping that they let me do that again next year. Yeah, it, it, it pretty, is a lot of fun. It's dope. so different. Yes. Gro- co- growing up so from the fun. Su- oh, my gosh. It. Growing up from the South, like, it is the furthest thing from anything you ever thought you'd do. Even, like, okay, maybe y'all don't, but, like, at home in Mississippi, like, we go ride four-wheelers all the time. No, it's so Just much different. the sand It's and the, the sand, the landscape, the people, okay. the atmosphere, the... It's just so completely different. It's so much different. I mean, like going off road and around folders. Like, yeah, I mean, I grew up doing that too, but it's right. so much different than that. Okay, it's so it's it's its own me, it's, world. It is its own world. It really well, is. and that's what the, Brad and I talked and about. The driving in sand is like the weirdest thing you've the ever done. Money, the <laughs> oh, money God. that is in that dunes. Oh, stupid! My God! Well, and you would never know looking at no. looking at everybody rolling around. You'd be like, no, there's you'd no be way. Like, and what then you, do you do for a living to <laughs> afford all this? And they they're like, oh man, I'm you know I'll cut grass and it you know Phoenix. Like, <laughs> How many grasses do you yeah. cut? Yeah, you all must the cut grasses. All the grasses. Yeah, every grass. But it is crazy. And so anyway, getting back to social media. So what's some of your you know if you can give listeners like a kind of a couple tips and tricks like days to post, what to post, what not to post, what does well, what doesn't do well. You know, a couple of things like that because you talked about days that you like to post and right. things like that. Which I definitely I have a lot of tricks up my sleeve. Yeah. You know, some short sleeve, some long sleeve. <laughs> we can kind of <laughs> let them see a little up the long sleeve. Yeah. But I definitely say your posts are thoughtful. Mm-hmm. I told somebody this actually 7 o'clock this morning on the phone. Social media is a form of advertising. Yeah. Newspaper, flyer, it's the same thing. Yeah. It's just how we get our advertising now. And each post has to be thoughtful and purposeful. You know, yeah. you can't just, like you said earlier, you can't just post to post. What is the meaning behind See, this? See, that's what I've been doing. I posted to post. <laughs> I seriously did. I'm like, oh, I think we need to post up. All right, yeah, that looks good. Do it. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so. This is what we pay you. <laughs> I think that, you know, having a thought process, I really like my Sunday evenings to go through and I don't, I don't use any apps. So I think being active on, that's a huge thing is social media is just activity. You know, that's how you know. All right, Clay. (laughs) Oh, I gotcha. (laughs) So see, this is, that's, that's dedication to clients right there. He's leaving the podcast. You know what? I think I just got a call from a client too, because I'm very dedicated. (laughs) (laughs) And he's back. <laughs> so all went well. They love the edit. Um, we're going forward with what all everything I did. <laughs> <laughs> it said no one ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that hasn't been said in a while in, around this office, honestly, to anyone, not just Ryer, <laughs> not just Ryer. So yeah, it's uh. So anyway, so Sunday evenings, you like Sunday evenings? I like for, okay. So my days being active is a huge thing. Yeah. You got to be active. I like Sunday evenings to kind of sit down and plan out my week. Mm-hmm. Whether I don't use any apps to, you know, schedule them because you're just not engaged. You know, we're we're looking for engagements. Well, you have to be engaged as well. Yeah. So I like Sunday night to kind of sit down and plan out my week. Of course, that doesn't always happen. Yeah, naturally. Life, right? So, but even throughout the week as I'm posting, I am purposeful. I am thoughtful. You know, think of you as a human. We're kind of busy during the day. We're not on our, you know, kind of, I said kind of, we're very busy during the day. You're not just scrolling on Facebook looking. Think about when you are looking on social media. That's when you should post. That's the best thing that I ever learned and realized, you know, three o'clock in the afternoon, we're recording a podcast. You know, everyone else is 
at work or listening, hopefully mm-hmm. listening. Hopefully. <laughs> but most of the time, you shouldn't post a picture when you would think someone is busy. Just because they're not, they're not active, your post isn't going to do as good. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I, I mean, and I've thought about that before, and I've had people tell me times that are good and times that are bad. And, and it's and different I know there's for like, everyone. Yeah, and I know there's, like, insights that you can actually look at, but, like, that takes way too much time. <laughs> well, Lauren asked me today, like, I'm supposed to be, like, the social media E1 out of the three of us. And so we, I, we've been talking about doing some reels, and finally we got some stuff to, to do some reels. And uh, what is going on? I'm, you're hung on me. <laughs> yeah, dang. Caleb's trying to rip my thing off me with his feet. Um, where was I? You we were doing, doing some reels, and and uh, I think the second thing Lauren said to me today was, "Hey, how are those reels performing?" I said, "I don't know. I just posted them, let them roll." <laughs> <laughs> I said, "I know that there's somewhere you can check, but I haven't." <laughs> well, it's a good thing I have um, every post that we've made on Copeland yeah. in a spreadsheet and um, on a graph. Nice, so. you do. Yes. I want to see it. Okay. Just, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> just because I'm curious. Yeah. I mean, I am too. I kind of want to see what people like. Like, I was looking back at the podcast, uh, like which podcast had done the best because, like, I want, we're starting to. Is, like, hasn't not, it been like those, the numbered ones, the ones where it's like 10 things not to do or 10 things no, to do? Believe no, believe it or not, the number one. Yeah, but you cannot guess what the number one it's podcast is. The movie is. one. The movie one. I see. I know it. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I, that was my idea too. It was my idea. The all-time movie list mm-hmm. podcast has got the most downloads ever. I knew it. And then the number two is the one with Dudley. Well, that's well, it's Dud. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Anything so, with Dudley always performs. Yeah. So it was. Dud. It was. Yeah. It was surprising to me. And so not, we need to do more of those. Not my. Not by a little margin. By a fairly good margin. Really. Yeah. By like I wonder, over 300 downloads. I wonder if the wow. this one yeah. that we we did with the Mike's Archery guys would be close to that because it's kind of the, in the same vein. It's just out there. Oh, well, I've, I know we've had a lot of comments on how much yeah. people laughed and had fun with that one. And I was really hoping people would think it was funny because I was like, it was really funny to us. I don't know if it's going to be <laughs> funny to them. But, uh, yeah, it was it was a good time. Um, so I guess we've got to start doing more movie lists. and. Well, y'all have to watch some movies. I've been. How about, you know what we could do? Do a, I could do assign a, a movie and we watch it and then we come back in and talk about it. I would love that. Really? Yeah. I, I, thought, I would love that. So this is nerdy <laughs> and everybody listening is like, I don't want Clay's do not going to do it though. He no, won't do it. He, he refuses. Does he's, he just not like watching oh, movies? Oh, he's just a butthole and won't do it. He doesn't do like it. fun. He doesn't like, he doesn't even have a couch in his. Yeah. How would he watch a movie on his, on his MacBook at home? I don't know. God. <laughs> I don't I'm going to make him sit up here and watch a movie. I'm going to buy a couch for up here and be like, look, you're going to sit down and you're going to watch the movie. That would be dope. That'd be cool. I'm, I, like I want to buy a sound would, system in I here. I wish, yeah, other than having to move well, the couch What we need to time. do is is get a projector <laughs> screen. Oh, yeah, and then you can leave the couch over there. Or I can just figure out a way to tilt the TV down from the roof. Oh. Because ha- I just bought a brand new TV for the yeah. class and then just yeah. haven't done anything with it. Well, I'm already called dibs. <laughs> You're not getting the TV. <laughs> I want a cockpit in my office. I want to be able to sit in one of those 45-degree chairs and just... Got screens all up here. You can't like curse your. You can't cuss everything when you do that, though. Oh, I can, <laughs> <laughs> and I will. Oh gosh. Anyway, so days to post strategies: be active. Um, post when you're the most on social media. Well, all those things make perfectly good sense. But that's my thing: is like keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. You know, it all goes back to that. And I mean, I'm the world's worst at. I don't know. Do you think it's a generational thing or a Age thing, because you're how old? I'm 23. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> so you're 11 years younger than me. So that much gap. Well, I guess so. I mean, because I'm thinking like guys my age are like right at the end or the, you know, social media is. Were you MySpace? Were you on MySpace? For like a little bit. Not really. I had a MySpace. I, remember I, can't, I couldn't tell you what my MySpace thing was now. In middle school, <laughs> that was, we were like the MySpace. Generation. And I got yeah. on Facebook my freshman year of college because you had to have a college email in order to even have Facebook back in the day. Oh, that's the old. You had to have a .edu to even have one. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So I was on there with like the 47 people that the went Zuck. to my college. <laughs> the Zuck, yeah. And then it was during college when they changed that to where anybody could be on there, then it would just didn't seem like everybody was on there. Yeah. I mean, I had a Facebook probably at 10 years old. Oh, my Lord. God, don't, don't say that. Which, so the reason we created, my mother and I sat down and created me a Facebook, and this is kind of a funny story. And it was just to kind of keep up. I was traveling for all-star cheer, getting into middle school basketball, just to kind of keep up. You were on, a cheerleader? Hell yeah. Would not have. I would not. Yeah. I could have seen basketball, but. Hardcore. Like really? 13 years. I've been to Disney World 13 times. Oh, man. <laughs> Good Lord. Yeah. All while playing basketball in high school, cheering in high school, and cheering competitive. It was crazy. Wow. But I think that's why I can juggle so many things, too. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> and that competitive cheer ain't no joke, dude. No. I've heard some horror stories from... There are plenty of horror stories. I've heard some, man. Like, <laughs> Have you broken money? anything doing that? Oh, yeah. The I had money? a really bad spinal injury. Oh. Oh, oh God. made me hurt all over. <laughs> the money for oh. that crap? Oh, my. Which, Caleb, anything... That's a hobby. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> it's going to be expensive. We can figure out ways to make hobbies really expensive. Yeah, yeah. But that's but true. But the competitive cheer world is a money pit, for sure. Yeah, well, <laughs> they, if people can figure out a way to suck money out of something, they're going to figure out a way to suck yeah. money out of it. Look at where we're at right now with coronavirus. I mean, they're finding ways to make money left and right. Anyway, let's not talk about that. Craziest thing, one of the craziest things to me with the coronavirus is, is how the shift in marketing that has happened due to coronavirus. Like, you can physically see, like, companies shift their entire marketing strategies to be timely and relevant to whatever is happening with coronavirus at the time. Yeah, absolutely. And it's crazy to me. And like, I, how, like, how, like, explain. Like, so you've got a company, uh, first of all, like, all of the companies having to switch all of their marketing material to have people with masks. Right, oh, so I was yeah. thinking about well, that I on the plane, that. right? So you've yeah. got you've got your whatever the pre on Delta. They don't their flight attendants don't do the don't do like the whole walkthrough. They have it on the video display in front of you, um, and like before coronavirus, obviously they made one, but then once they started mandating masks, then they have to switch over the entire video to have everybody in the video have masks, and the same thing with all of the pictures of. People for, like, look at any major company's marketing campaigns right yeah. now. People are in masks, mm -hmm. right? So people have had to go and basically redo all of their marketing materials just visually to have masks. Yeah. And then the same thing to try to, like, stay socially relevant with whatever is, I guess, the hip and political thing to do. And so instead of having, like, 
uh, funny commercials or uh, informational commercials or this, that, and the other, all these companies switch to their commercials being, you know, like, uh, you know, in this time where we all have to be a part, this, that, and the other. Yeah. And having to rethink entire marketing strategies to adapt to everybody having to be at home. Yeah. That's that was it. crazy for me to see. That uh, is crazy. I hate it. And just how many resources it w- must have taken for companies to do that is yeah. crazy. Don't want to know. Don't even want to know. And I don't. Oh, I'm just ready for it to be over in every every single way. So, do we have any questions from today yet? Do we want to get questions? Have we, have we forgot anything? Because I got two things I want to talk to you after the podcast. That I just remembered notes. during the podcast. I know I went through all my okay. notes. I went through all my notes, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel I like I've been on the hot seat for a minute. Oh, it's so hey. weird having my own podcast and, you know, you can kind of sit back and listen. You ask a few questions and oh, now. I guess I can probably ask you, like, I guess I can ask you one of them right now. What is your, um, when do you get back from, when are you done in Arkansas? Or do you have a gap in Arkansas? We have a split Arkansas season. Arkansas duck season has a 10-day split from... Let me make sure I got the dates right. December 1st, or it's actually going to be November 30th to uh, December 9th. It's a 10-day split. Okay. And then um, it ends January 31st. All right, hold on a second. I'm putting something on the calendar because I was going to see. I didn't know what you were doing, if you wanted to come to the ATA show or not. But that's January the 7th through the 9th. Uh, yeah. Are you, av- you are available then? Sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we can make it where I am. Because I've already gotten a hotel room for you and Courtney. Okay. And I got hotel rooms for you and Clay. I got three, three hotel rooms. So, does it have a? Does it have a two beds? Yeah, they're double. <laughs> the, yeah, Me and Aaron had to share a bed the entire time in Hawaii. Oh, nice. I do the whole pillow down the middle split thing. Oh yeah, no, I got I got double <laughs> yeah, beds. Here you, here you go, guys. Want to talk about being a being a you, outdoor you guys producer? Be a field producer. <laughs> Sharing a bed is a thing that happens. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that right, Clay? Clay looks upset. You look defeated. <laughs> fixed? Not fixed? Do it. Change it. Oh, okay. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Welcome back, Clay. Clay's back. Clay! Clay! <laughs> I, I also got a... I, when, as soon as you left, it was weird because I then also got... I got a call from. Well, a my phone's been used for the live stream, so I couldn't reply on my watch. So yeah. I had to go down there and text him that, hey, I'm not ignoring you. I just can't answer my phone. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I think that's all we got for the podcast. We'll hang a, around a few more minutes. Question. Oh, you do have questions. Oh. Working so much in the waterfowl industry, what do you see is different from that to like the whitetail big game? Other big side, game? I guess. Yeah. Ooh. Because like I look at it from a media side. It almost seems like the whitetail big game industry has its own like group of content creators yep. mm-hmm. that don't really do a lot of waterfowl stuff. And then the waterfowl side has a bunch of dudes that they do. don't even want to do anything else. But exactly. Waterfowl. Yeah. And the whitetail vibes are very different between the two types of content. And the, the whitetail, like the whitetail right. big game. Proceed. People, <laughs> like, the, white, the whitetail big game content creators really want to do nothing else because they think it's awesome and they think waterfowl stupid. Mm-hmm. And then you have the waterfowl people <laughs> who only want to do waterfowl and they think all the big game stuff is stupid. Yeah. But you never, you very rarely see, like, Copeland Creative did the blue stem, but other than that, you really haven't done any waterfowl. And you might find, choice. 
Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. <laughs> like you never see a, you never see a company that does like an equal amount of both. Yeah. 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 No, you're right. So I was just kind of curious what you saw. Well, and I guess it's because it's super specialized too. I mean, this is me in my opinion. Is guys that waterfowl hunt are like true blue, passionate waterfowl guys that that's what they eat, sleep, and breathe. And the same thing goes for the whitetail guys and the big game guys. Is like what what are you into? And I don't know. Honestly, don't know too many people that are. Like I would, I would, if I had to point at that guy, I'd be like, that's a waterfowl guy, that's a whitetail guy, that's an elk guy. I don't know too many people like the Chuck Belmores who shoot and hunt everything at any given time all year long. Well, and we always and ju- that's, go ahead. That's what I was about to say. It's, I think there is kind of that division a little bit, not division because we all get along, mm. but the, <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> but the separation because they kind of overlap. Yeah. You know, you're, I don't, I was just sitting here trying to think of someone that is a hardcore waterfowl hunter and big game hunter yeah. that really hunts a ton in both. See, oh. this is how it used to be. And this, and this is how we used to view it back in the day when we did, you know, when we were doing seven or eight TV shows when I was a sub seven is you, you laid the year out like this is like, you know, March through May are your, you know, your turkey season. You don't do anything else. Summers were always, you know, off times because we didn't do any fishing. We didn't do any bow fishing at the time. And then once you got into September, that was your elk and mule deer. August, September was elk and mule deer. And then from October to December, that was whitetails. Like, you didn't do anything else. And then January, that's when you thought about waterfowling for the month of January. Then the cycle started back over. Now, with what we do, like, that's not the, the layout anymore. Um, but that was like that. Lee and Tiffany would always do. Back in the day, they would always do a waterfowl show in Montana, and uh, it wasn't in January. It was I don't want to say it was in December. That's a good time to go. And then there. they would um, they'd always do that, and they'd always do one or two trips a year, and they'd go to Arkansas in January. But other than that, that was the cycle, and you you didn't you didn't delineate from that cycle. Now we've got bow fishing, and then we got summer planning, and we got hogs and we got dunes. trapping and dunes and yeah you, i mean it just Content there's, trips, there's never yeah there's this, never that, the an other. end and literally we're looking for gaps so we can figure out ways to do more and yeah. there's not any gaps anymore yeah. well, we always make that joke oh we'll, we'll have to plan that for january february where there's nothing going on and then i look at social media and it's like that's when all the dudes are goose hunting and mm-hmm. all, it's those two months that we sit around and say we're not doing anything yeah but we're always busy yeah yeah, I mean, y'all are still busy during that time. You know, yeah. it's not like it's your gap, really. Yeah, one of these days. But you should definitely come goose hunting. Yeah, we should work something out there. I mean, I would. I, I mean, I've I've never done. I, I say that. I've never filmed or hunted on a waterfowl trip ever. So I would at least try it once. If I shot one bird out of the air, I'd be stoked out of. My That's mind. how I am. Well, like then that, I don't. If I I don't think I don't even know if I could hit a bird out of the air at this. Like yes, I would, you could. I the need, least. I need, we were we were at my <laughs> house. I need way more practice. We were at my house and I was throwing clays in the air with my hand and neither of us could hit it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. It was not good. Yeah. We're both okay. very unpracticed with the shotgun. Then when we get off of here, we're gonna pick like a little weekend that y'all can come duck hunt because I think you'll enjoy it. And that is one thing that I've noticed. Since I, <laughs> you, we, we, I mean, you will enjoy. I enjoy going. Yeah, I don't like filming. <laughs> I don't. It's such a pain in the butt. Great, I thank would, you. I would film it again, like the, how we did before. Well, that yeah, was cool. if, like, we if could, you got four dudes, 
All yeah. day, I'll film it all day. I'd, yeah, one man banding one. When I was in, so when I was in California, y'all are making me really it feel sucks great. so much. <laughs> well, when I was in California, one man banding waterfowl it was tough. I was like, my head was about to Dude, explode. It's I had so like four hard. cameras set up on tripods. And you're going over here, over here, <laughs> trying to follow with this. This is craziness. It's not fun, and you it's just it's never as good as you want it to be because you miss so much. That's what I'm worried about. I'm Are you one man banding this whole thing? Yes. God bless you, man. What are you filming with? A little bit of everything. Sony and my Canon. Are you allowed to use like POVs? Point of view, like oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Sorry, okay. Okay. <laughs> I was like, is that a camera I don't know about? <laughs> no, so yes, yes. So yeah, we need to we need to talk a lot about that. Um. One man banding waterfowl is the single hardest thing to do. It is. There, there is. I've yet to find something harder um, to do it. Because think about. I mean, think about this. If you're trying to get ducks and geese on camera getting shot, that's hard enough. Yes. That's the hardest thing to do. And yes. then to get that successfully in focus from going bright sunshine, dark blind, bright sunshine, dark blind, bright sunshine, dark. That's hard enough. Getting things in focus, following them, tracing them. Okay. Say you do get on that lead freaking Drake or that lead group and they just slaughter them, okay? Perfect, you got that. But what you did get is all the talking in the blind. Yep. You're going to have to have a camera rolling the entire time to go back through that. It's going to be stationary. It's not going to be able to produce anything. And it's just then it becomes, that story becomes sound bites instead of, Right. Production. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. And that's the hardest part about it is the the what we did with Blue Stem is the way to go. Virtually, it, it's a very, very hard to do, and it's very, very expensive. It's the only way to tell the best. It, you can do a good job. Right. I have all the confidence in the world in you. But to do it, in my opinion, correctly, to do it yeah. right, to get the genuine reaction, to produce it correctly, you need minimum two shooters, perfect world three. Yeah. So... Good luck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's going to be tough. And you're, yeah. but what I would do is I would, I would really figure out a way to – the dialogue is what's going to be the most important. I mean, killing waterfowl is one thing. And if you, you're confident that's going to happen a lot and you're going to get yeah. a lot of that, then I would focus on getting a bunch of that. And when I feel like I've gotten a bunch of that, switch your focus to content. Right. Because getting every kill shot, you're not going to get it. You're just not. There's no way to get every one of them. Yeah. Even even when we were on those trips, like to get every one of them, no. you're just not going to get them. The only way you, there is a way to get them is to be wide and watch black dots follow the sky. Yeah, but then you can get it. Then then who cares? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we can recreate that in the yard if you want to. So it's like um, it's it all, and it all comes down to what the goal is. What's the right. goal for the project? Is it to See a bunch of ducks get shot or a bunch of geese get shot, or is it to tell the best version of the story? And that's where you have to spend your time. Yeah. And that's, and you've got to, you've, you've essentially got to do the job of three people and manage social media and take the pictures. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds fun. Sounds like a great time. But, um, but when, we'll, we'll talk about Monday. Yeah. When, 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 done. when done right. Like, I feel like we did Blue Stem right. When done right, it can turn into something special. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it is a, you can ask Ryer, it is a ton of work. Yeah. A ton of work. I'm worried. I'm not worried. Um, 
nervous about the kind of editing hell. Mm-hmm. And that's why I went ahead and I set my due dates for each episode. I want to have those so it's not Jed and Paul saying, is it ready? Is it ready? And as mm-hmm. critique as I am are on you myself. Sh- how quickly are you trying to turn these around? Every two weeks. How long are they going to be? 10 to 12 minutes. So you're going to film for a week and edit for a week? Or are you going to shoot every day and try and edit while you're shooting? Not sure yet. We should. We'll talk about that. Yes, we should. (laughs) Yes, we should. I promise. Because if you're going to try and shoot every day and come back and edit every night, man, you're really putting a lot on yourself. I mean, and and trying to keep track of a storyline that's changing. Like every day, you'll get new content that may that will change your story. Which I think the plan kind of is edit. I mean, shoot for a week, edit for a week. I and and this isn't this isn't saying anything derogatory to you at all. I would not want to put that on me or any of the guys sitting here. Right. That is, that is a tall order, man. To, Which, to put out quality stuff. Yes, yes. Now, you can put a video out. Yeah. And I can get, <laughs> I can get you a video. It ain't going to be good. But I can get you a video. Out. public does it every other day. Yeah, every other day. But I think they have a guy that just edits. I don't think he's in the field. Do him. they? Pretty sure he just edits. Really? Yeah. God, huh. See, I, so the, the, the idea that we had, which we haven't done it, and somebody might steal this idea from us, but um, the idea we had was to have a guy shooting or two guys shooting and somebody to edit all night long and the next morning the show airs. Oh, That's what I want to do. The problem, the problem with that is sponsors won't like that because they can't review it before it goes out. Then we do it with somebody that doesn't need sponsors, which is what I would like to do anyway. Who? <laughs> Who is that? Who? Who? We could do a series like that for ourselves, just for us. Who would what on what? I don't know yet. I'm just spitballing. You don't have the notes. I'm an ideas guy. You don't have the notes. (laughs) I mean, it would. I I still hold that in the right environment. Now, whitetails. This is very hard. I don't think you can do this with whitetails. Um. I think in a waterfowl or even a, like, you might be able to do this with a mule deer or an elk um, or, like, just a general trip is doing, like, a a mini-series of behind-the-lens where you have a producer producing the actual producer of the content for, like, a more of a redneck tech type of feel. Oh yeah, like the nameless, the whole yeah. nameless thing. And if yeah. you did that, if you did that, like every couple of days, that could be cool. Like week in the life, right? You just go pick a trip and say, okay, this week we've got Ryer's filming, Clay's filming, Ryer film, and Caleb is editing mm-hmm. at night. And so you film all day, whatever, hand it off to the editor. By the next day, it's out, and so people can literally follow along with. With the week, with the highs and lows, with the production schedule, with all the stuff, mm-hmm. that could be a cool way to do it. Yeah, yeah. And I know d- when we were talking about um, <clears throat> when we were talking about blue stem, I remember that being thrown around. Yeah, to to try to get it out um, and, and do it like that day. Who di- who was doing that? Was it the Cameron Haynes did something like that? What two or three years ago? Where it was edited and out the next day. It was like oh, a yeah. semi-live. Sub-7 oh. did, Sub did that. Yeah, it was yeah. a semi-live. And, uh, I mean, it was okay. I think part of the problem is it's very hard to... Distilling the... St- you can't really distill the story. 
right? Yeah. Because when you shoot for a week and then you come back and you edit, um, you have the whole week's worth of content with the 2020 hindsight to go, okay, well, this, 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 this happened. You know, three of those things were awesome. Three of those things were bad. You can move things around and foreshadow and steer your story to highlight whatever it is that you want to highlight, knowing what happens. Um, when you're doing it day to day to day, you only have that day's content to work with, and you're basically, your box is whatever happened that day. And so it's hard really to kind of drive the story. The story really more or less drives you at that point. So I think that's that's kind of the trade-off, right? If you film for a week and then edit it, you can be a lot more um, decisive and a lot more purposeful with the story you want to tell. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that the end product comes out with a little bit more production quality. If you're trying to turn it around, then I think that you lose a little bit of the... Um, a little bit of the story direction and obviously some quality because you just literally can't make it that good. Well, that's why films take so long to make. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a gigantic process. I mean, there's sometimes months, most of the time years of planning, sometimes up to a year of shooting and, you know, depends on what type of movie, but then for editing, you're looking at three months to a year to edit, depending on what kind of movie you're talking about. I mean, you're looking at two and a half years on the turnaround time. Yeah, start you know? to finish directors live with yeah. live with films for, yeah. for a couple of years. Yeah. So through it's, all uh, the pieces of the product. Then, then you don't know if you're gonna make money off of it at the end. You just hope people watch it. You know, a lot of films have <coughs> fell on their face and lost a lot of money and some of them, you know, made more than they thought. Like this new James Bond film is gonna be the most expensive film ever made. It's nine hundred million dollars to make this film. What's the second most? I don't know. <laughs> Wasn't uh, Avatar super, super expensive whenever they made it first, the James Cameron Avatar? I don't know. I, I want to say yes. I remember, I remember like, it when like it came out, people were like, this thing was stupid expensive and took us like 10 years because we were literally developing the technology. Well, that's the same way Star, Star Wars. I mean, they, yeah. Developed, yeah. they developed the technology to make the special effects. Like, that's, you know. Wasn't that originally what Star Wars was supposed to be? I mean, Star Wars was just a way for. Well, that's what it turned into. To, to test out effects. Like yeah. It wasn't supposed to be a big, huge... Mm. Huh? He's out cold. Oh, is he? Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is yeah. he on the stream? Can you see him? Oh, yeah, you can barely see him. <laughs> that's awesome. All right, well, I think that's all we got. Y'all got anything else? That's all we got for the podcast. We can hang around to ask, answer a few questions if anybody's got any, but Lauren, thank you for hanging out. Thanks for coming, having me. Coming down from Nash, Vegas. Yeah, hang yeah. Hang out with us for a few days. You, gonna, you, you hanging out tonight or are you going back tomorrow? I'm not sure yet. Not sure yet. Just depends on how long we chit chat. Oh, well, I can tell you it's going to be longer than you plan. Is plans Dryer for. involved or is Dryer not involved? <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I'm going to, one of these days, one of these days, one of these days, see, you freaking try to mute me. I'm, I can't do it because. You know, this is a family podcast, but I'm <laughs> flicking you off, Clay. I hope you know that. One right. of these days, you guys will appreciate me. All right, guys. Peace.